Welcome to the Nourished Woman podcast, hosted by yours truly, Gabby Warsrink, holistic nutritionist and passionate women's health educator. Together on this podcast, we are going to open up the conversation around hormones, holistic healing, relationships, self-development, and everything in between, so you can feel empowered, educated, and ready to take your health and life into your own hands. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you had a great restful weekend. It was Valentine's Day. I hope you took some time for yourself and celebrated with your loved ones. I know it's like a holiday that some people either love or hate. I love it just because it's like, you know, we're supporting like love and caring for people and it doesn't matter if it's a romantic relationship or a friendship or, you know, a family member. I think it's just important to show everyone our love. So especially right now, I think everyone could use a little bit of love. So I hope you had a good weekend. And I'm super excited to start this podcast off. So I actually got this idea from my friend Andrea. She mentioned to me like, hey, you should do a Q&A style podcast. I was like, that's a great idea. So I posted on Instagram a little while ago for you guys to submit any questions that you had. So I got a good variety of them. I think I have, what, two, four, six, I think about eight or nine questions that I picked. And there are a variety of things about nutrition, business, ovulation, cycle tracking, relationships, all that kind of stuff. So I thought it'd be kind of nice to do a variety. Um, but if I'm talking a bit weird, I don't know if I, if it sounds like I'm talking weird, but I know I feel like I'm talking weird is because my TMJ is acting up. I honestly haven't been, haven't had this issue in a really long time. Um, I, when I was in school, when I was working like two jobs and dealing with family stress and other stressors, I would get it really bad just because of stress. I would tense, I would, I would just not tense, I would tense up and clench my jaw a lot and that's when it would act up. Um, and it just started acting up this past week. I don't really know why, like I wasn't particularly that stressed per se. I think, I don't know what's going on, but once I start getting it and it starts getting really tight, I will get more stressed just because I get in my head like, oh my God, what if my jaw won't open all the way? Or what if, you know, it doesn't go back to normal? You know, it's like a horrible, vicious cycle, but um, I'm trying to relax it. And I'm using a heating, um, like a heating, uh, like those bags with like rice or the whatever in them that you can heat up. I've been using that and just trying to relax my body. But it's tough when you're running a business because I have so much to do and yeah, it's, it's, um, tough, but anyway, so that's, if I talk weird, that's, that may be why. And I'm also going to try to keep it fairly short because it's a bit hard for me to talk right now. I don't really want to talk a whole lot. Um, anyway, so I'm going to dive into the questions right away. I've looked at them, but I haven't like formulated answers. So it's going to be kind of like candid, um, and hopefully I don't ramble too much. So the first question was what kind of diet do you eat? Meat, plants, fruits, vitamins, etc. So I think by now, if you've been following me for a while, you know, like I'm not for or against any specific diets. I'm just eating what makes me feel best right now. And I've been experimenting with different things and different things I'm adding in. But generally, I'm eating a lot of grass-fed pasture-raised meats, eggs, eating buffalo milk or unhomogenized cow milk. Um, the buffalo milk's also unhomogenized as well. I can go into a thing about that too another day. Um, fruits, apples, citrus fruits I've been loving, uh, potatoes, carrots, celery, onions, garlic, mushrooms, a lot of those types of vegetables. Uh, we made gummies really good. We have been having orange juice, which has been really nice to actually have orange juice again. Um, what else have I been eating? I feel like that's a huge bulk of it, honestly. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting a lot of stuff. I've been eating like butter and um, I've been eating raw cheddar, actually. I'm really liking that. I found a really good, good one that I've enjoying and... I do like olives and stuff like that. 
But yeah, so that is what I've been enjoying and eating for the most part. But I, I mean, I eat just things that make me feel good and I've been trying to just like enjoy my food and just choose quality food where I can. And if I can't, and if I'm eating out or if I have takeout or whatever, I eat it, I enjoy it and I move on. I try not to dwell because I just feel like it's not worth my energy and my time. So yeah, that's what I've been eating. And then as for like vitamins and supplements, I've been doing bitters, magnesium occasionally, uh, what else? Collagen. I've been doing gelatin with the gummies, which is really, really good. Um, and I just started taking desiccated liver and I've been loving all of those. So love, love, love. Um, and the new supplement brand I've been, I've been um, trying has been perfect supplements and I really like them. I have a affiliate, affiliate link with them now down below. I wanted to put it there. Um, again, I'm not trying to like push a lot of product, but people have been wondering what, what liver I recommend and what, you know, I've been using. So I just wanted to share it with you guys, um, because I do really enjoy it. And yeah, so that is generally what it looks like when I'm eating and, and all that. The next question is kind of along the same lines, but it's what is your definition of healthy living? And I think this has changed for me for sure over the years. And I'm at a point now where for me, healthy living, the definition of a healthy living would be just creating a lifestyle that is effortless for me and it just flows and it makes me feel good. And I don't have to add more stress or think about it too much. You know, I want to be able to just go about my day and like eat food but not be obsessive about it and not be constantly thinking about like what can I eat or oh I can't have that I can't have this you know just eating in a way that fuels my body and that makes me feel good I don't have like constant cravings and I have good energy and all that kind of stuff so I would say healthy living is just a lifestyle that works for you that is effortless that feels good and isn't forced and isn't you know feeling unnatural to you so that's my definition Next question is what's something that you don't agree with in your industry? Now, this question, I feel like I could I could do a whole podcast episode or a whole podcast series on this. So let me know if you guys want me to. Um, there's a whole lot of things I don't agree with in the industry. Uh, one of them I've been more vocal about lately, and this kind of was brought to my awareness. Uh, I want to say like a year or so ago from Jessica Ash Wellness, she was sharing about, you know, the overconsumption of nuts and seeds. And at first I was really triggered because I was like, well, you know, dairy's bad. So I need nuts and seeds to create all of my, you know, dairy-free products and like, you know, my gluten-free flours and all that stuff. And I was like pounding back the nuts and seeds every single day. I was having nuts and um, I was having, you know, almond milks, cashew milks. I was having chia seed pudding. I was having flax stuff. Like I was eating so many nuts and seeds and I realized, whoa, 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 like this is not normal. Like I'm, I've been focusing more on traditional styles of eating and traditional diets and you know we never ate this many nuts and seeds in our whole lives honestly they were always a small portion it was like you'd have a little handful here and there but it was very rare that you'd be eating a lot of nuts and seeds so I have been trying to you know not eat as many and I'm feeling good I think that they are very hard on our gut and they can be inflammatory because they are polyunsaturated fatty acids which I have a whole episode about this but they're more susceptible to oxidation and creating inflammation in the body so I have been leaning against them and I just think that there's a lot of like demonizing you know food groups like dairy and I didn't actually understand why and now that I look at like the processing the sourcing you know homogenization pasteurization all these different things that can make up the types of dairy you're consuming or the you know different animals they come from once you actually start to learn more about that, you can understand, okay, this is maybe why we're not agreeing with, it's not agreeing with us. Maybe this is why someone can't tolerate it, or maybe this is why I'm reacting to it. And so I've actually been able to 
incorporate dairy back into my diet and I eat it every single day and you know I'm doing good so I can do a podcast episode about that but that's one thing I don't agree with is um the consumption of nuts and seeds in excessive amounts the other thing I don't agree with is a lot of pushing of products and supplements this has been a huge thing uh in the last you know I mean I feel like this has been going on for a long time in the wellness industry but I feel like particularly now it's been um really bad I see a lot of people pushing products that are not really great they have not so great ingredients and yeah I'm just not a huge fan of that I will recommend products that I think align with me and that I actually use myself and will pay my own money with but I think that there's a lot of people that are taking products um, and pushing them when they're not you know they wouldn't buy them themselves with their own money and they're just not the greatest quality so I will always be uh, you know uh, upfront and honest and I will only share the stuff that I truly love so yeah so that's what a few things I don't agree with in the industry I also don't agree with a lot of the I guess you call it like mandate approaches to things, people throwing a lot of supplements or a lot of like kind of topical, like surface level type of stuff where instead of actually going to the root of the problem. And yeah, I know like surface level stuff can be really important to manage so that you can live your life and feel a bit better. But I think that there's too much of a focus on the surface level stuff rather than the deep rooted, like, okay, how did we get to this point? Why was our metabolism not running? Why has our cycle shut down? You know, is there a major stress that we have to unpack? Is there, you know, a lot of consumption of polyunsaturated fatty acids? Is there a lot of inflammation going on? Is there a lot of eating foods that don't agree with your gut? You know, is there lack of sleep is there you know lack of movement or sunshine like all these things that are super simple and basic but I think it overlooked because people are looking for a quick solution or you know some fancy thing that will help fix them when really it's like getting back to the basics and actually laying that foundation first is so important so those are just some things I don't agree with in the industry but again I think it actually might be a cool uh you know series to do on here so I could totally do that let me know if you guys are interested in that um so the next question is are your only true green days after ovulation has been confirmed so this green days essentially if you aren't sure of what that means green days would mean like I think this is in like tracking apps um but green days are like when you're clear you can't get pregnant and I would again not trust period or ovulation prediction apps like natural cycles or daisy again that's another whole thing I can get into but Green days are truly after ovulation has been confirmed, yes, because you can't get pregnant after ovulation has occurred and and it's over. There's no way. So that is true. Um, Your next question is, what is your business mantra? I would say my business mantra is to, I don't know if this would be a mantra, but this is what I've been kind of living by since I started my business and it's, I mean, it's gotten me to this point, um, is to just launch stuff. Don't sit and you know stew and dwell on like oh this isn't perfect or you know oh like I I don't think I can do it now or oh I can't launch this until I have x amount of people or until I have blah 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 I think you should just launch stuff when you have an idea and you feel inspired and you feel motivated and you know you're passionate about something just launch it see how it goes you can always adjust you can always relaunch you can always fix it you can always get feedback you know you can always perfect it and so I have been doing this for a long time. And an example of this is my coming off the pill course. I started that back in when I was in school. So that was like years ago, like four years ago, maybe. I first started it, I actually did it in like a Dropbox thing online. So it was just like folders with like my audio recording. The recordings were horrible quality, but it was like a slide with my audio on it. And I had some handouts and random resources. And 
you know, it was really not the greatest, but I did it because I was passionate and there was a passion and information that people were getting. And obviously like I've been able to relaunch it and perfect it and add to it and update it as I learn more. And as I work with clients one-on-one, as I see what works and what doesn't work and as new information comes to my knowledge. So I think that it's really important to just launch and you can change, you can pivot, you can update, you can always fix things down the road. I think you just got to put yourself out there because you don't know until you try. And once you put something out there, you can see if it sticks and if it works. And if it doesn't, you can figure out, you know, how could I change this and put it into a different platform or how could I change this concept and update it or change some kind of way that people receive it. So yeah, that'd be my business mantra, I think, if that makes sense. (laughs) Um, Just launch and you can fix it later. Um, And next question is another uh, ovulation type question. So since ovulation can occur early in cycle, you can't count on those being green. Yeah, so essentially leading up to your cycle or up to your ovulation, sorry, you know, you need to be careful. You need to either use backup protection, um, you know, abstain from having sex or you do some other, you know, other stuff that's not penetration Um, because if you you 100% want to avoid pregnancy, obviously there's always every type of, contraception always has um a you know failure rate so even if you use a condom during your fertile window there's a little chance that you could get pregnant because condoms aren't 100 percent. that's an example there so yeah again you won't be 100 percent until you confirm ovulation and then after that you can't get pregnant because ovulation has already occurred um if you guys have more questions about that let me know i'm obviously not an expert but i can direct you to information um, and fertility awareness, um, instructors that could help you, or I could just talk with you and help you a little bit. Um, next question is, can you talk about toxic personal relationships and how they affect us? Yeah. So, I mean, I've had my fair share of toxic relationship experiences and it's really hard. I'm going to be honest with you, especially if it's someone who's like, you know, in your life that you may not be able to get rid of or someone that like, you know, you want to have a relationship with, it can just be kind of difficult. Um, But as an empath and someone who's very sensitive and I'm a very old soul, I can read people very well. And I can kind of step back from situations and see like, okay, this is the big picture. And I've definitely in the past made some mistakes and I've freaked out and I've, you know, let people get to me, but I've gotten to this point now where it's like, I step back and I'm like outside of the situation and I'm like, okay, this person's acting this way because of this. And I actually end up feeling bad for them because it's like, this person's so stressed or they're miserable with their life or they, you know, are suffering or they had some, some issues and they're just not okay. And before I used to get really, I take things really personal and I would get really upset Um, and of course things are upsetting when it's a loved one doing something to you that's toxic or, you know, not nice, but I think being able to like take things away and be like this person is just reflecting how they feel onto me so it's actually showing more of them than it is of me so I think that was a huge realization for me um but toxic relationships can really affect us because that's a huge stressor I don't think people realize that's a huge huge stressor if you have someone who's so negative around you and draining and you know influencing you in a negative way it's actually not good for you so I think it's really important to learn how to do boundaries create boundaries Um, learn how to, you know, remove yourselves from a situation. And again, look at the person as like, okay, they are suffering. They clearly have a lot of issues Um, and decide, you know, if this person I can keep in my life or if I have to create boundaries just to be able to keep things, you know, okay. Um, Yeah, it's really hard. It can affect our stress. It can affect our cycles. It can, you know, cause us to skip ovulation if it's causing a lot, a lot of stress. For me, that was a huge source of stressors um, probably a year year ago no two years ago sorry um it was really hard for me to deal with a few different relationships that i had going on um 
but I think it's really important to, again, like surround yourself with good people, people that make you feel good, because I do believe that you become like the, you know, the, what do they say, the closest uh, five, five people to you. So I think it's really important to choose people that are good. And of course, like, you know, we're going to have people in our lives that may not be the healthiest and you can still have them in your life. It's just about creating a boundary and being able to separate, create that separation there a little bit. Um, and to be able to protect yourself first, because ultimately like you can only control what you can control and take care of yourself. So if you're struggling health, sorry, health wise, and you feel like you need, you know, that's, that may be a source of your stress. You know, you have to learn to cope with it or, um, you know, put some boundaries in place. So yeah, that is my answer to that. Um, anyways, last question. Finally, um, is it normal for a boyfriend to be uninterested in learning about my cycle and hormonal health? You know, I actually should bring Arthur on for an episode of this because, um, he's very into my cycle and he always like knows where I'm at my cycle or he's kind of aware of, you know, what's going on. Um, and I think, I think for me, probably what helped us the most was that when I started learning about cycles and learning about all this stuff, I would share it with him. Like, I'd be like, hey, look at this. Like, look how cool our cycles are. Look at, like, this is what cervical fluid looks like when it's fertile or, you know, random things like that. And I think that he just got really, like, just exposed to it. And it just, you know, he he knows it's a part of my health. It's for me. So I think for him, it became important because he knows that it's not only about my health and, and everything, but it's also I'm using it as contraception right now. So for him, it's important to be invested and to be aware of it too, because it takes two to tango and it should not all be on one person to, um, you know, prevent pregnancy. They should also be aware. Your partner should be aware and knowledgeable of this as well. Um, I will say though that Arthur and I, like there's no mystery left in our relationship. We've seen too much of each other at this point. Um, it's reminds me of that scene. I don't know if you guys have seen this is 40 with Paul Rudd. But um, reminds me of that scene of when he's literally laying with like his legs spread and he's tr- has a mirror down there and he's like trying to see if he has like a hemorrhoid or something. And Leslie Mann is just like, you know, there is no mystery. Like I just wanted a shred of mystery in a relationship. But I think when you're with someone for a long term, it just that's gone it's out the window. But you know what? There's there's bodily fluids. There's stuff happening. Like it's just the way it is. That's just life. So. Um, especially if you're going to have kids with this person, like they're going to see, they're going to see all kinds of stuff going on. Um, so yeah, I think that I've just been really lucky that Arthur's been really receptive to it. But if you find that your partner's not, you know, open or doesn't really care about your cycle, I would just start dropping like little like information. They'd be like, Oh, Hey, like I'm on day one of my cycle. You know, I might be a little bit more tired. Could you help me do a little bit of extra stuff? Or could you just like, let me chill and not, you know, ask me to do a bunch of things for you or, you know, go out and do stuff. Um, just make them aware of like where you're at in your cycle and how you're feeling and what kind of support you might need or what's going on with your body or just share them. Like if you find a cool post or some info online or you, you're reading a book or something like that, just share it with them. I think that, you know, you'll be surprised at how receptive people can be to, you know, wanting to learn about you and your body. Cause I think if they care about you, they will, they will care about, you know, that kind of stuff. So that's my biggest tip. Um, but again, I don't, I'm not an expert in this either because I think Arthur was just very like open and, you know, was interested in this kind of stuff. So, um, and he, he will literally talk to his friends about like diva cups and like coworkers about like endometriosis and stuff if their partners are having health issues. So, um, you know, he might be an exception. I don't know, but, um, I think it's important to get your partner on board with you and tracking your cycle and being aware of your hormones because it's, it's your health. It's a huge part of your health. Um, 
and I think it's important. So that's my tip for getting them more interested and just getting them more on board with your cycle. You know, I think it takes time, but it's totally possible. And if it's something you're using as contraception and using as a tool for your health, I think that they will care if you explain to them like why it's important to you and just get them involved in some way. Um, but yeah, so that's the last question. I just wanted to pick a few. I didn't want to go too long. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that. So if you guys want me to do this again, I can maybe do this like once a month or something. I think it might be awesome. I can like gather questions throughout the month and then I could just compile the main ones I think would be good. And then I could answer them. Um, and then I also think it'd be cool to do that little series about what I don't agree with in my industry. So let me know what you guys think about that. Um, if you're listening to this episode, I would really appreciate a rating and review on Apple podcasts. And if you're listening and you're enjoying, or you have any feedback or want to, mention some things, take a screenshot, tag me in your stories on Instagram and, you know, let me know what you think. But anyways, thank you for listening. I'll have everything linked below as usual in the show notes, and we will see you next Monday for a new episode.